I don't know, if I was single at this stage, for me, it would be an expectation that at the very least, the woman is going to have a child. Right. And it's almost like if she doesn't, can she have children? Right. I think the craziest part about dating right now is there's so many beautiful women out there and the men are trash. Mm. And so if you are decent, if you are decent, your options are like crazy. Mm. And so and so now it's this thing where it's like, okay, now I have all these options to choose from and and they don't really have and the guys are trash because the guys are playing games. The ones that aren't even trash are playing games. You want them to be available, but why is she actually wrong? available? Half your age plus seven. Half okay. your half your age plus seven. That that is the formula to how young a man could date. <laughs> Where is this information coming from? <laughs> you have to put I some cannot. parameters around that. Half your age I plus seven. Cannot. That's the that's the formula. Nah, okay. the math, the math, mm, the math mm. don't work every time. It Let's works see. every time. Okay. Half your age half plus your seven. Age plus seven. Just me and my lady. With our babies All this love between us is amazing There's amazing There's amazing There's amazing You know what I mean? Like if I was in a different place That could have been a car So is, date, <laughs> is, is dating even important? Um, Or dating with it, purpose? It, it is in If I'm being practical it is Because I want two, three more kids And I'm like okay So I'm 35 I want two, three more kids Um when I got a career, like, how is all this going to happen? Like, honestly, I would have liked to already been on a, you know, been starting this process because I don't want to be old, you know, with kids, but that's what's going to have to happen now. But it sounds like now you're on the clock. Yeah. The clock I'm that you clock. were referencing before. It sounds I was like on the clock before, but I have things that I want to, you know, I think that I, I did a good thing by having a child early in terms of being young and being able to see my child and still be able to relate to them with certain things, just even with, you know, trends and things like, and understanding where they are. And I think some of that comes from being, you know, teaching as well. Um, but, you know, I, I want to have more children. So it's just kind of like, I'm on the clock and in certain ways I'm on the clock. I care about it, but then I don't care about it at the same time. Is, is dating a woman with a child or that has been married and is now divorced? Like what, what things are, I shouldn't say turnoffs, but what, what things no, give you pause when dealing with a woman, and then you gotta assess whether or not you, that it's even fair for you to even assess that. Yeah. Well, I, are we talking about people's preferences, or are we talking about what's fair? No, I mean there's some people that you know I, I'm not dating a woman with a child, not dating a man with a you child. Know, they got you. I gotta be important, you know, and all these other things. Like it becomes unrealistic. The expectations don't even match your life or what you can offer. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody goes. You know what? I want to date somebody with a child. I don't think anybody has that perception i don't think anybody i don't know because there are people that don't want children that don't want to that don't want to be responsible for creating the child that's true uh that could be men and women but that's a different thing like right now if i didn't have kids right now i can't imagine wanting to have a kid right now at this stage of my life like to have a first child yeah. and to be going into See, that but it's different for me mm -hmm. if i didn't have any children dating a woman with a child me being the age that i am would be something that okay cool i i that's something that I would could you know maybe do because of the fact that this is just what comes with being this age and dating people you know in your age bracket if that's what you're going to do and um but I that's not how, what it is you know me dating a woman with a child isn't like I'm dating a woman with a child I'm essentially saying is we're going to step into this relationship with two children and so and so 
it's not about one child anymore. It's about, okay, if you have kids and I have a kid. We got kids. We got kids. So now we're stepping into a relationship with two kids. Not one, two. So we can't. I can't be prepared for one kid. We have to be prepared for two kids. And so it's a completely different conversation. And so ideally, I don't want to date with somebody with a kid because I don't want to start my marriage off with two kids. It's already hard, hard enough starting off a marriage with one kid. So starting off with two is like, wow, would I do it now that I'm and it's And it's probably just because I'm a teacher and I teach kids from pre-K to fifth and I see kids and I, and I literally will do this at times. I will see a kid and I'm dang, I wish I could be that kid's father. Just because you love the kids so much, just because they're just such a good kid and you want to be there for them. So I don't have a problem with uh, women with a, you know, with a kid, two kids. It's hard for me. To, it's, it's 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 hard for me to do. not saying that it's not possible. I'm not saying that it's not possible. What I'm saying is like I'm not looking to date somebody with with two children. With one child, I'm more so than I used to be. But you know, how was it for you dating someone with a child? Since we started off our relationship with one kid, it was different. That's unfair. How's that unfair? Because he knew you before you had a child. Okay. He loved you before you had a child, and I loved him as well. Exactly. Yeah, but how's that I, th- I think that I think that's more the reason I was open to it, uh, because at one point I was that wasn't my thing. Right. To, but I mean, I, and I was very young, and I think maybe I think my life younger was a perception of stability. Like I had a house early, had a steady job early, what people would deem a decent career relatively early. I think I represented more like stability, mm. right? And especially if. It was more attractive than a situation that, uh, you know, a female had at the time. It was it was like safe. Right. I wasn't out here. I was out there a little bit, but I wasn't. My life suggested the appearance of my life suggested that I was headed at least in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I I knew what it was to feel like somebody wanted me for that. Right. The one to latch on and and ride that wave out um, because. I was going to be the safe play. I was going to do the right thing. I was going to have a career and and I wasn't going to throw all that away. So I get Wait, it. Wait, were you speaking for as for me or for the woman in general? In general. Okay. Not, I'm saying for us, had I not known you, probably wouldn't have been as open, especially that early stage of life, yeah. to, to altering my life to accommodate for a child. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I accepted it day one. Right. Now, it was rocky in the beginning. Um because the father and I didn't, right. we didn't, we didn't see eye to eye at all. There's no issue at this point. We both matured. Right. So dealing with that at that young of an age where you got male egos, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have done it again. Right. Um, you and me neither. I don't know. If I was single at this stage, for me, it would be an expectation that at the very least, the woman is going to have a child. Right. And it's almost like if she doesn't, can she have children? Right. But then, or right. I would be thinking, why isn't she? You want her to be available, but why is she actually available? Half your age plus seven. Half your half your age plus seven. That that is the formula to how young a man could date. Where'd you get that from? Where did uh, we find this? My, from? My, my, my uncle gave me the <laughs> what? formula. <laughs> what is this information coming from? <laughs> You have to I put some parameters around that. Half please. your age I plus seven. Cannot. That's the that's the formula. Nah, because okay. the math, the math, mm, the math mm. don't work every time. Well, it works see. every time. Okay. Half your age plus seven. That's as young as you could date. It's taxing though. Mm, it it can be a twenty seven year old 
for and who a 40 you? Year for me, yeah. Well, for me, it's twenty. Uh, really? But still, I my thing is, I'll date anybody over twenty five. Until next year, and then it's or next two years, then right. it's twenty six. Or nah, twenty. Yeah, I mean, twenty feet. No, no, no. I'm still at. No, because my because half the age plus seven for me would be twenty four. Yeah. So I'll. But I think that women are crazy from eighteen to twenty four. Twenty five. Let's not just say women are crazy because dudes be out there. Oh, for sure. Wilding. No guys are crazy. All the oats, doing like, all no, the things. Guys are touching dumb. all the guys booties. Are, guys are dumb for life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's just. A, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, guys are dumb for life. Yeah, that's... But I say women are crazy from 18 to 24, 25. 25 is when they're like, okay, I want to get married. I feel like that is a normal age. Like, everybody has to develop and become an individual at some point in their life. Like, when do you live and make your mistakes? Yeah, but I'm talking about men dating women. But you're dating a woman who is still developing into an individual who is going to make mistakes. But I would tell a woman probably not to date a man until he's 30, so... Oh, okay. I agree with that. I told my sister she can't get married until she's 30. Yeah, and so and so and so I'm not I'm not I'm not that. saying that I'm not saying that men have it together from 18 to 24. I'm saying women are crazy from 18 to 24. I would tell women men don't really know what they're doing until they hit 30. 30. I agree. I you co-sign so, on this message. Yeah. So are we? I guess we're more the anomaly for your generation. Yeah. But my generation, what what was the? We got stats, right? Yeah. Less millennials are getting married. No, they're getting married later. That's yeah, they're getting married later. Or they're less likely to um, get married until, I mean, they're more career focused and individually focused than they're enjoying their single life, you know, unless a relationship has something to offer them mm-hmm. is what the articles were saying. Uh, in a current poll, it said that one in four of today's young adults will never get married by the time they reach their mid 40s and early 50s. And that is of Gen Xers. So less people are actually getting married. Is marriage is marriage even a? Do you think it's attractive for your for your generation? I don't think it's attractive only because the generation before us has had the highest divorce rates. So divorce rates has gone up and up and up. It reached up to forty six to fifty percent in the generation before us. So a lot of the people are trying to avoid that divorce situation. Like they don't want to a relationship to end a divorce. They've seen it, so they're more apt to not get married or wait longer. I mean, mathematically, it makes sense because you got more people that have experienced that part of life, right? So they they were either result, a product of that, Mm -hmm. or they saw it very closely. So, I mean, the the math makes sense. I just wonder, the stats suggest that they get married later, but it just seems like marriage is not even the attractive thing. The, The career... What is it about the career that seems to, to scratch the itch more than companionship? Well, when did let's that not say companionship, because I feel like you can you're have right, companionship. You're right, you're right, you're right. So traditional marriage, I'll say that. Well, I was I was saying iPhone, iPad, YouTube, like everything's targeted towards the per- one person, me. I want to be the star. That's what Instagram is about, right? Everybody, how many likes can I get? You know what I mean? It's very eye-focused. I think that I think that my generation is so stuck on fulfilling pleasures more than commitment. And that's why even with jobs, you know, you you have the my parents' generation where they stuck around for jobs 25 years, even if they hated it. 30 years, even if they hated it, right? Um, where our generation, yo, if I don't like this job, I'm two years, next thing, two years, next thing, three years, two years. And we're, we're moving around and we're trying to get, you know, to the next position. And we're not as committed to 
look at Instagram. You flip through everything. You, you don't have to be committed to anything. I don't think we're willing to stick around to even see how a relationship can make you a better person. Because for all the relationships that I've seen that have succeeded, there was a boiling point. There was a point where it was like, okay, you know, you have what what creates is it is it heat that creates gold or diamonds? What 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 pressure, pressure? Pressure. pressure creates diamonds. So it's like even to go through that process, we not nobody's sticking in the process of the pressure. As soon as you feel the pressure, you out. You don't even know how this is gonna change you as an individual. Like, because from a Christian perspective, which I come from, um, is you have two people that have to become one. That means if you're going to take two people and you're going to push them together till they become one person, that has to be a painful thing. to ha- Think about two people getting pushed together. That has to become one person. That has to hurt. You know, your face going into their face, your, your, your stomach going, like that has to hurt. Bones have to crack, like all of that stuff in order to become one person. That's a process. And I think that that process is a beautiful process because you become, you, you turn into, what did Oprah say? She said, God can dream bigger dreams for you than you. You can for yourself. And I think that we get so stuck on our own dreams that we don't even see something that is bigger than us that we could be presented because we're so worried about what we want to go through. And so we don't even allow the process to happen to even get to the thing that we didn't know we needed. You know what I mean? And so we don't see that marriage is something that's beneficial to us because we don't want to experience pain. And so you, you don't have to either. I'm sorry, babe. Go ahead. No, it was you made an interesting point when you correlated uh it to sticking around a job. So since I've been on the hiring side of it, that's one of the more frustrating things for me is that you bring on the talent and you have a plan for them and they're not willing to stick around for the plan. But talk about your experience. Right. Because you weren't necessarily excited about your you in that job for for a while. You were kind of like Man, I I want to get out of this. I want to get out. Of it. And now you're on a you're in a whole new position where you're like people don't even get to experience this. People don't even yeah. get to right. see what I'm getting to see with the business going public and all this other stuff that's happening that you wouldn't even get experience if you would have left because you didn't like it. But here's the thing, and here's why I want to tie it all together: is you you let off with communication. A lot of people that I've seen leave the company express a lack of. Um, they feel there's a lack of opportunity. And the first thing I ask, because they don't always directly report to me is, what did you and your manager discuss? There's an assumption, there's a sense of entitlement that something's going to happen because I'm here. We never talked about it, never articulated it. And specifically with the like the younger millennials, it's they believe there's this magical formula of time equals this, right? If I show up, if, yeah, if I keep showing up X amount of time, I automatically go to this. I'm automatically qualified because I've been here 18 months, never had a conversation about what, you know, what their future wanted to be, what their goals are, um, you know, never asked for feedback, never challenged any feedback. So I think it's the same in relationships. You show up with this ideal of in two months, he's going to figure it out but and he's going to be the person I need him to be. If not, I'm out because he understands this, though. We're not going to even talk about it. This is my expectation. That's 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 not even discussed. I mean, that makes sense to me. That makes the sense. other extreme of it is what I struggle with is people that I manage directly or that I see have potential. I start wanting more for them than they want for themselves. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I have the problem of trying to push people to this point of excellence where they're somewhat I don't even know if it's jaded because they haven't been experienced long enough to be jaded. They have this. Well, I'm only going to be here for 18 months anyway. And like in D.C., 18 months. 
good. At, at 12 months, you better start trying to backfill and pipeline because somebody's about to be out. And I just wonder like where, where that shifted. Did that all start in the home? Is it all the same conversation around what's demonstrated, lack of communication? We're dealing with a generation, even, even, even with me. We're dealing with a generation with babies that don't have fathers and, and, and babies that don't have seen, haven't seen successful marriages. And so the hope of relationships lasting and mean, be meaningful to them is different. You know, when you grow up in a household where you see two people make it through a long period of time, you have a lot more hope. And, and so I think that that plays into how you go into relationships where, you know, our, this, our generation, we're a generation where the fathers are not in the home. I mean, are all your friends, are all their fathers in the home? Uh, or were in the home? Or? Um, up until a point, like, uh, my best friend's father was in her home until she was in high school. Um, my other friends, they had both parents in their home. I'm trying to think. But is that the norm outside of your group? Outside of my group? Because my group, only know. one person in our family, in, in our group, nah. grew up without a... Up, his, like, his, his, his father was there, though. But I'm just saying he wasn't in the home. Yeah, no, nah, that's 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 not the norm. That is not the norm. That's not the norm. No, and the generation before mm. you, it was the norm, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think so. I think part of the challenge was like my father's generation. They were there, and they demonstrated love, and and <clears throat> they communicated through actions, not conversations. So their their thing was work ethic, less conversation. Mm-hmm. My generation, it kind of shifted from. Okay, we don't have to work as hard. We can work smarter. So we we lost that work ethic. The, the work ethic, like the physical labor aspect of it, and we also didn't have the communication. Mm-hmm. So now we don't work as hard, and we don't know how to communicate. And you expect That's it now, it, right? And now we're raising children <laughs> that are looking at somebody that doesn't necessarily demonstrate physical labor as hard work because things are more convenient now. We don't necessarily have to do that. So it just like it like that dissipates mm-hmm. each generation. Mm-hmm. And if you lose the communication too, especially in the age of information where everything is so accessible and comes at you so fast that you don't have to talk to people, relationships are are like that's the foundation of a relationship is being able to actually communicate. And that's like the whole point of this this podcast is the aha moment. Like, yo, how do we how do we even get here? Because we know. didn't we didn't we didn't know. Yeah. I'd be so weird. It'd be so weird to even talk to girls in the beginning because you'd be like, are we going to be a, is this going to be start off at what? Or do we text first? If I text you a few times, you're going to be mad because I ain't hit you up. So you're going to look at me as lesser than a man, like, because I ain't call you yet. Like, or you just want, one girl told me, what she say? She said, nah, I want, I want your imagination to run. So we're just going to stick to text right now. I mean, do people even talk on the phone anymore? I know that you were never a phone talker anyway. Like, I was a phone talker with you. Right, but See? even then, you weren't really a phone talker. Like in high school, or no, I rather no, I right. rather I rather come. Let's go somewhere. Right, let's, let's do go, something. Let's be right. around each other. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But you also had that you you had that luxury to be around each other. Mm. What happened when you guys weren't around each other? Did you guys mm. did you become a better phone talker? Mm-mm. No, we weren't together. When we, yeah, mm-mm. you were Mm-mm. when you off and on after. after. Oh, you talking about after marriage? Yeah, I mean, yeah, even yeah. when we're um, married. Yeah, I mean, but you that, still have to become a good yeah, phone that, talker. That was extreme because I was in an environment where the phones didn't always work. I right. can always call, and I'm on a different time zone. We were emailing, so so, and the, co- so, so the communications became more valuable, but yeah. it wasn't as I didn't have them as freely as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Well, we didn't even gonna... um, talk about our difficulties. Yeah, so part—I mean, part of part of the agreement was that we'd allow you to pick our brains as well, or pick through okay. our right. experience because it's been easier to ask you because I'm genuinely intrigued because I'm so far removed from it that I didn't like. If I had to enter it now, I could see me being jaded to the point where it's, it's like, crazy. I'm just going to be married is, to my career, and the, that's it. I think the craziest part about dating right now is there's so many beautiful women out there, and the men are trash. Mm. And so, if you are decent. If you are decent, your options are like crazy. And so and so now it's this thing where it's like, okay, now I have all these options to choose from. And and they don't really have and the guys are trash. Cause the guys are playing games. The ones that aren't even trash are playing games. And so for a woman to find a intelligent man that is uh gonna do right by them is rare. It's it's really a rare commodity. Because guys are playing games because of that reason, because there's so many options out there. And so it's just kind of like, wow. So so how much like, of that, how much, and this is probably what's going to get dicey, how much of that is the the man's responsibility, the man being irresponsible and what women will settle, a man knowing what a woman will settle for? Because like that that's, that's the game. For, right. Right. That, that's the, like, if I know, if I know I can go. Six feet over the line with you, and on on six feet one Depends inch. Depends on how good he is different. in bed. Not I'm trying to tell you, yeah. if a guy's mm-hmm. good in bed, a woman, a woman, the women I see will they can they'll entertain his BS mm. until they he breaks her heart or not. So again, okay. so so how much of that is the is the man's responsibility to uh to be decent? I mean, it's and how much of it, and how much of it is is it is it women compromising their self worth? It's or both. settling for, or just being jaded. It's both. I feel like a man shouldn't compromise a, a woman's self worth. Period. I think, uh, and it's that's one of the reasons weak, why I won't. It's, it's, but it's extremely popular. It's popular because because it's easy. It's easy. I mean, there's literally a dating site where people meet up to go and have sex. So so it's easy. Like what, Tinder, that's what Tinder is. How right? easy do you want it to be? I don't right, want it, it to be it, easy. Right. So. What is the balance of it being um, difficult and proving yourself? Like, if you're just getting put through the ringer because of what the last man did, how much of that do you stick around for and work through? And this is the reason why I say I'm not ready. Because I because my I think either I'm not ready or I haven't met the right one. And, I, and that's where I am. That's, that is where I, the two, I don't know, paradigms or whatever you want to say. This, that's the place where I'm in between. Between not being ready and not meeting the right one because i feel like i will go through enough for the right one but if a girl's playing games i'm not even first of all it's not even a focus honestly so if she's playing games i'm just kind of like i'm not interested Mm. you know what i mean but i i mean that's a very hard question to answer it's a very hard question to answer because i don't even get the games part i mean i don't even i don't even like the games part i'm not even here for the games like i'm past that point yeah, I mean, but it, if you think about it in terms of you, you give what you, what is you give what you get. Mm-hmm. Like if that, if that's what's been demonstrated to you, like again, it's the whole trauma thing, and we don't talk about it because it's not as it's I not can't say it's not as significant, or we kind of brush it off as that's just how relationships go. These, these are just the things you got to deal with. But if hurt people hurt people, it, it's trauma not a factor in that. What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, like, I don't know. Girls talk about challenges, and I just be thinking to myself, like, you you waited all the way until this point to give me the challenge? You should have gave me the challenge when I was at the club. That was the time to throw me the challenge. You gonna wait all the way till we get here to throw me the challenge? But what what is your expectation? Like, what are we talk about what, what what is your expectation of meeting in that environment? What, like what what do you yeah, expect it to yield? Not I'm that not it can't not, not that it can't yield something fantastic, but at a certain stage of your life, you go to a club for a certain reason. Now that may change as you mature, but there there's a there's a context around for some people. Why I you go the, certain places? I think the context around people going out are to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, me personally, I don't want to meet anybody when I go out. I'm not looking to find a one. That's not my ideal place of finding a one. Mm-hmm. I want to meet somebody at a, you know, I want to be in Barnes and Noble. Church. Because what? You feel like you get the the more. I get a better foundation. Is it a better foundation or you get the more. um you understand, you get to see the person for what is represents the norm in their life. Like a like a club or an outing represents typically a high degree of preparation um, beyond what you, what you normally would on a regular basis. With that preparation, you're kind of presenting yourself as this thing in this environment, whether you want to be seen as one of many or you want to stand out and whatever standing out looks like, like there's some degree of planning and thought. I, I believe, at least when I was in that life and going to, it's like, wow, you, you put all of this into it. And then the next day when you take a shower, you don't even look like, like I don't need who, I never you don't even look that. like that. I mean, I never thought about it. So I get it. I get the whole grocery store thing. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Me personally, I always thought about it like, um, I thought about like, and I'm not saying foundation of the person, I'm talking about foundation of the relationship. And so I look at it like, okay, if I'm trying to build something, and this is only under through the lens of you trying to build something that will last like in a marriage mm-hmm. from that perspective, not in terms of meeting somebody and wanting to mess with them. Because if that's the case, and I mean, I could throw all this out the window, but in terms of meeting somebody that you want to marry, I don't want to, oh yeah, I met Susie at the strip club. And that that's the beginning of our relationship. Not saying that those things can't work. I'm saying for me, I want the foundation to be, you know, on 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 a different. I want the foundation to be different. Is meet it you di- at church? Is it, meet you it at, is it different if you met her in church and uh, and then saw her in the club? Because both of y'all are there, so it ain't like look at her, look at her. You know, it, both of y'all are there. Right. Both, I, both of y'all are in the environment where you where you're where you're saying something. I might negative be giving too. I might be giving too much. Uh, What's the word? I might be giving too much value to where I meet the person when I meet them, but that's very important to me. When I meet them, where I meet them, how I meet I'm not, them. I'm not asking about where you initiated the, the meeting, right? You right. said where you first want to meet somebody. Right. So is it that you first met them there or is it that they don't frequent this other place that you have this negative connotation associated with? Because if you, the, the strippers go to church. The, the devil go to church and they every week, and, and they tip more than they 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 get they tip right. so, so, more than mine. So what about the what about the setting gives you so much more confidence or comfort in the potential 
Is it just that initial setting or is it that they don't frequent these other places at all? So the best way I can put this, and this might not be an example, but the best way I could put this is, all right, I meet a girl who been out of a relationship for a year. She's been focused on herself. She's been building. I've been building. I haven't been in a relationship for a year. I haven't been messing with nobody. She hasn't been messing with nobody. And we get into a relationship. That's a cool foundation. Or I could be the person that just got out of a relationship. She could be the person that just got out of a relationship. We still got feelings for the other person. And we we hop into a relationship knowing that we still have ties to somebody else. And so I look at that as two different foundations. I look at it as, you know, one foundation is what us having ties to someplace. And the other foundation is being like, okay, we're, you know, we've self-soothed and we're ready for something. That's how I look at the two different foundations. So me personally, when I, when I relate that to the club and to the Barnes and Noble scenario, I look at it as like, whatever the foundation is, whether the two different extremes, I see it as, okay, I met this person at Barnes and Nobles. This is our foundation. This is where we, our story starts. How did you guys meet each other? We started here. So could she not be freshly out of a conversation? Like, I mean, you can meet that same person that you have the negative thought about in the Barnes & Noble. This could still be the broken person in the Barnes & Noble. I guess I'm speaking in terms of, I'm not, okay, so I don't want to, I guess I'm I'm speaking in terms of generalization, generalizations. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I can't meet the person. Right. I'm speaking in in the law of averages. Okay. Okay. So is it I'm saying on average, the I, woman that I meet in the club and the woman that I meet in Barnes and Nobles, the foundation of that relationship is going to be different. On average. I would submit the the version of the person that you're getting differs based on the setting. Okay. Right. But here's the thing. Is it cause you, you kinda kinda told on yourself what or not. <laughs> you said I can say that we met. Right. So, so you want to be proud of the story because of how others will perceive it because yeah. nobody wants to say she was on the pole, right. though that happens and that can be successful. No, nobody wants to say that. Just like the, the girl probably doesn't say, I met him in a trap that he was slinging, boom, he was, you know, he was, he was packed, you know, he was cutting, she was stabbing. I mean, the, the, People don't want it. Well, maybe yeah. they do. I don't know. The perception of the story is important, but me personally, I, that's, that comes second to, what I believe, and again, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from a, I'm, when I'm talking about this in terms of marriage, I'm talking, I'm coming from a spiritual perspective, and so I'm looking at it from like, where would God want, where would God send me the person for me? You see, what I'm saying, Jesus he, ain't doing a lot of work in church. He showed in. He won't nowhere in church. He's I would out. say he won't nowhere in no, church. But I'm but just saying, like, he touched the, stories the people. Captured. Where y'all meet? Where y'all meet at? High school. High school. Okay, good. But that's what but I'm that's saying. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Walmart was a club. Man. Walmart was more the club. No, but when, where, what I'm saying how? Is, is it citywide? Are the no? In in Jimmy T's class with me, she had to walk past. When did you see her? In gym class? No, I said in, in it was uh Jimmy Jimmy T was the teacher. It was uh drafting for me. Drafting. Yeah. That was a Design. class. Yeah. You had drafting in school. Yeah. Not and you were using drafting? pencils on drafting using pencils. Not she wasn't drafting. No, I nah. Was she just she was she had to walk down that that wing of the hall. And you was in drafting class. Yeah. And what happened? You left drafting class. No, I, I've always be posted out in front of the class. Be you wasn't in the class. In the hallway. But what I'm saying is, no drug. What I'm saying is, we had we everybody has this ideal of they want to be proud of telling the story of how they met somebody. Y'all have a dope story. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, Keisha would have been the same person if I didn't meet her in high school. Yeah. 
she wouldn't have been the same person at that stage of life. But what I'm saying is the context. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it. Is what I'm saying. I'm just. I'm just making you aware of what you're saying that you but may not you have thought met about her in a place. How, but you're saying if, but that's right. not what happened. It's not what happened. But if I would have run into him, it's not what happened. Club, it's not what happened. This is what I'm you, trying to say. All I'm asking is, are you more concerned about being proud of your story? I'm trying or, to say the person that I believe I want to meet is similar to how you met Keisha. In yeah. a good, wholesome place. You be honest. In a wholesome place. <laughs> right. That's what all the... <laughs> Keisha... And so, and so you... And, and so, and so, and this is the problem. A lot of times we have Perception. the what ifs, the what, what it wears. But when you actually met her is in a wholesome place. I'm not out meeting still. That's what I'm saying. You said I would rather meet in this place than that place. That's consciously you're you're still in the pursuit or being open to the opportunity. Right. I'm just I'm saying open to the opportunity. Right. Right. I'm just I'm I'm posing the question: Is it more of an ideal because of societal perception, and you don't want to say I met on a dating app? No. Because we have friends who are married in successful marriages that met on dating apps. On dating apps, yeah. I don't want to get on a dating app because I don't... That's a, pr- what, that's a choice. Like, the you thing have about all the that control is, over that. The thing about that control. is don't be a hoe. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, make I mean, that choice. A lot of times... Be. So, so and, and I have... No, I get you. If, you, if it's a Some people that, want to talk about, you know, what they can or can't do. And, and I think... I believe in provision. And so, yeah. I, as much as I would like to believe that I, that I could do this or I have the ability to do that or do this, my thing is like, look, I don't even want to put myself in the position... I got you. To have to deal to deal, deal with that, yeah. So I'm not gonna put myself in that position. So it's not even about can I do it or can I do it. I was like, I don't. That's not even a thought. That thought. I'm not doing it. What what concerns you? She might just be waiting on a date. Now. Like where is he at? Like, like where is Howard <laughs> Juke? Somebody. Christian 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 Mingo. Christian Mingo. They be hooking up. Christian Mingo. Christian Mingo. All that. That whole. I mean, that's just scary. To, so I, I can't imagine trying to meet somebody now takes so much. It just seemed like it would take so you much energy. Set it up. It's all weird. I mean, people was meeting on Black Planet too. Yo, <laughs> that was a long the time. Funny, ago. yo, the funny part is I see my friends do this, and I'm like, dang, y'all just this has to be traumatic. Like at some point to keep on dating and then and then getting rid of them, all that didn't go right, and then dating them and getting out of it. I'm like, can you stop? Mm. Can you stop? Like, has to get old at some point. You are hurting your like, especially when you got children. And I'm just like, yo. So for you, go. is it is it Stop. more so consciously being ready and in the space, or being tired of the crap? Both, and I believe, and I truly believe, and I might be whatever. I believe God's gonna, I'm gonna be posted up somewhere, and God gonna let her walk past. That's what I believe. I don't think it's the club. I don't think I'm gonna be posted up in a club. So, do you feel like, if we're speaking spiritually and biblically? That the man finds the wife. So is she just gonna walk past you, or are you going to put in the effort to find who it is that you're supposed to find? When I see her, I'm gonna go after her. <laughs> <laughs> so she still needs to come to you. Is what she you has say. to go by me. She has to be in the vicinity, right? Mm-hmm. She just has to be in the vicinity. You'll definitely be married by this time next year. <laughs> you think so? No. No. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> um, she just has to walk in the be in the vicinity. The vicinity could be across the street. What scares you the most about marriage at this point? I mean, it's the most important decision you make, who you marry. So it, since we're throwing the biblical references and ideals out, there are two schools of thought, right, about who's the more important person in a family, in the immediate family. Um, some would say my kids come first. Others say and believe that it is biblically referenced that your spouse comes first. What side of the... 
coin of the coin are you on having a daughter and having only you and your daughter as your primary relationship for so long and trying to temper that with somebody that also has that right and it's going back to provisions right and so I think that God put a whole bunch of provisions in place so that we don't have to have questions like that. And I think that um, the reason why this is such a difficult question to deal with is because I didn't do it his way. And so if I would have done it his way, that wouldn't have to be a question to answer. And so if you if you take two individuals who don't have children and they become one and they get married and they have a children a child which is an extension of their love i don't think you have that question to deal with i think that you know that the men and the women are, you guys are one you guys are the primary um you guys are first together and then child comes second because the child's going to grow up they're going to leave the family and your wife is still going to be there with you or your husband's still going to be there with you that's not a question but when you don't do things on god's plan you create a whole bunch of things that he didn't he didn't want you to have to deal with. And so one of those questions now is, okay, now that I have a daughter, when I get into a marriage, God said that I'm going to become one with the woman and that's supposed to be the most important person to me. And so now I have to deal with the fact that, okay, she's supposed to be number one, but I've had this daughter for 11 years and she's number one. So now what do I do? And And I think that, that that's that's going to create some issues but i think that god's plan is still the right way and that the woman has to become number one um and that's difficult to say because it's not something that i should have to say um but i still think that his way is the right way Mm. so So we we i mean we grew up with similar um backgrounds in terms of what what is and what is what isn't god's way not necessarily the same religion but a general principle of the order of things as it relates to family or <laughs> as it relates Saturdays, to everything shut down. I'm like, dang, I can't yeah. watch no TV. Yes, I, I grew up. I'm like, let me go over to Tony and Yeah, well, see, and that's even later because she grew up the same way and we both <laughs> moved moved into our own understanding and, um, and our practices for our family. But just the whole order of things, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, I get why i would imagine this is there's significantly less stress having sex with one person being committed first and having children after that yeah i get it wasn't my life no wasn't the life of anybody in my circle for that matter anybody including people in church um so i get it but it's i I don't that's what i'm saying at this point it'd be very difficult for me to for me to enter into the dating scene or pursue a relationship because you have all this history of variety and things that you like from this person and that person. Mm-hmm. And ultimately you're trying to find all of those experiences in one person and it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's crazy. The minute that you think that you want to be with this person, you see another person. I'm like, and this is Facebook. Like why, why, why would I need a date site? I already got Facebook. I could make a friend on Facebook. Facebook is my dating site. I, like I don't need another dating site. I have first of all, Instagram is the devil. You you not for me, through, not for you, and not for you. But it for could me, be for him. Huh? My DMs nah. be half dry. Nah, but I, I Instagram. Even, I don't have no followers. So really, and then everybody putting on, and everybody you like, yo, look, man. If I keep on looking at Instagram, I'm, like, I'm never going. I'm definitely because Instagram is crazy. That's not real life. 
That's not real it's life. not real life. And yeah. it's only the snapshot of people's best moments. The best of but self. That's what yeah. you're looking at. But it's not real. But it's still a perception. And it's going to let a whole lot of people down. It is. But see, again, I think that's that, that's that failure in communication because you don't have to. You can create this whole, people create these whole relationships in their head with people because they, they give them these consistent best pictures, mm-hmm. best displays, best angles of themselves. Real. And that's not real. Never meet your heroes. Since I've already experienced the on surface looking type of girl, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I think I'm past that too. I'm just speaking. I'm just talking. But, but, you know, it's good. I, I love to see marriages last. I love to see people get through issues and problems and obstacles and make it through on the other side. I love that because that shows me like, and, and whether you experience your problems in the beginning or in the end or in the middle or whatever, it's very difficult, you know, to be married to somebody and not have that, that period of time where you're struggling because I mean, you have to be war tested. That's a part of becoming one is being war tested. Like it's literally a part of, being married is having problems and everybody that i've seen have has a successful relationship had problems period my parents you know what i mean like everybody you guys uh anybody that's has a successful marriage has had problems so it's like really who is that person that's not gonna give up you know what i'm saying i think it's really about who is the person you're willing to put up with, with yeah all of their crap like i'm willing to feel this way only for you and i don't feel like there's a plet that there's a plethora of people in the world but there's not a plethora of people you're willing to deal with their stuff yeah yeah how do you feel about that and if everybody's pursuing their own dreams and their own goals and they all about themselves how you ever going i think men and i'll make this a generalization come to that conclusion much later in life than women mm-hmm. and i think a lot of women get burned because they deal with men and expect them to be at that point in their life and they're not mm-hmm. so it makes it more difficult at a point where you're looking for somebody at this stage, especially with that that half and seven math you're doing, Check. you're catching them fresh out of college. Prime hurt. Yeah. Prime hurt. Maybe coming into their career, being successful, you know, getting exposed to different, you know, people and places they have. So maybe they starting to travel a little bit, you know, Those maybe the they, they're, they're meeting people that have more resources than they dealt with early in their life so they can create greater hurt, actually, you know, right. with those resources. Um, I, I it's crazy, man. man. It's crazy. It it's crazy. Yeah, but I'm not, you know, I'm not uh pessimistic about it. I mean, I'm already, I already look at it. And I'm like, okay, is there something, something else that might pop up that I like even more, or should I just kind of pick? So it's like reverse FOMO. FOMO is like the fear of missing out. It's the reverse of that. You, yeah, am I gonna find? And or like, maybe it is that fear of missing out on something greater. Yeah, I mean that it's wise not to put yourself in situations that are gonna compromise you. Like don't don't test yourself unnecessarily. And I also look at myself and I say, if I work harder and I get to a different point, maybe I'll meet somebody at a different point. Because you can only expect what you. I mean, people have grace. People get blessed, and so there's people that don't deserve something and they get something more than what they deserve. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about. You can only expect what you are. And so if I become a greater me, then I can at least expect a greater her. And so I just go back to, okay, well, maybe if I'm not satisfied from what I'm receiving, maybe I need to do more work with myself 
And if I do more work with myself, then my options will open up or I might have a bigger perspective or a better perspective or be in a better place. Because it might the person might be right in front of me. I just might not be working at a level that allows my mind to open up to see that that's the person. So if I don't see the person, I'll say, okay, well, let me continue to do more work on myself and got to show me that person. Because maybe I don't see the person because I ain't ready. What are your thoughts on the theory that, uh, or whether or not one mate can complete the other? Okay. You know, it's like he he makes me have, she makes me have, she completes me, he completes me. Is that a thing today? I mean, for me, there'll be some completion because I know who I am and I know what I'm going after and and I know, you know, what my purpose is. So now that I have all those other things, the void is the other person. You know, the, the other person being there. So that can complete me. But if I'm looking for one person to complete me and now I don't have all the other things in place as far as like my purpose, understanding who I am, you know, then I'm going to be sad because once I get into a relationship, I'm going to realize quick that the other person's not gone. They alone can't satisfy I me. Mean, you have to have your own thing. You have to know what you're, you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And you have to know what your purpose is. And then, and then you guys can line up. And the cool thing is, your purpose don't always come right away. You may be in a relationship and figure that out too. Yep. And so, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't believe that someone can complete someone else. You you enter in a relationship as a whole human, as a whole person. I will always say that I'm a whole me. You are a whole you. I can't expect for two um, partial people to come together and make a whole. You need to come in as your whole self, and I need to come in as my whole self, and both of us give one hundred. Like the, it can't be a partiality then you're not, I mean, you can't expect great things from a partiality. You want to be, you want to give your 100. I want you to give me your 100. If I'm giving 50, I'm still only giving a part of myself. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for the other half of you somewhere else, you will always be let down because nobody is ever going to fill that void for you. You have to be a whole you yourself. That's true. But but then I also look at relationships. I mean, ideally, I think that that's what it should be. I believe many- we complement each other. I believe yeah. that where I am deficient, he is strong. Where he is deficient, I am strong. Right. We complement each other. If we were not together and you know, I wouldn't wish that on us, I would still be a whole human. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be missing a part of me. It may not, you know, I want him, I desire him in my life. But if we had never got married or if we were not together, I would still be Keisha. He would still be Derek. I wouldn't expect him to be a partial person. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I think when you get married, you become a different person. You develop. Yeah, I, you develop and yeah. you complement each other. I think you become a new. You become a like for instance, when my boy got married, and and I and since I'm so serious about this this uh, subject, like before it was like you telling your girl like yo I'm going out, you know oh I'm going out with the boys. When you get married, you're asking your wife yo can I go out? You know what I mean? It's a, a completely different subject. You know what I mean? It's like. Before it's me, you my girl, I'm going out. You know, when you're my wife, it's like, baby, we're the team now. Can I go out? And so, and so it's like, yeah, you know, like, and I think that that, for me, that I feel like that's the change in subject. So it's like, before it's like, yo, come on, you know what I mean? And so, like, I look at it like, yeah, you can be a whole person, but when you get married, you become a, one thing you become you and that person become one thing and y'all new thing and that's the process that the pain brings it's like okay we have to go through enough to realize that we both this one thing first and that everything else is second 
and we don't understand that the, all the pain comes from that right there is learning like yo the conversation has changed it's not no more like i'm a i'm a whole person you're all, yeah you're a whole you're a whole people when you're not married you know what i mean but when you come together you was a whole person and you was a whole person now y'all one new person and so the whole, the whole, all the trouble begins when you take two whole people and you try to become something new and you got to figure out how does that work now that we're this new thing until you respect that new thing. I think that that's where all the problems exist. So the, the, the challenge with what you'll only find out in marriage, it'll be interesting to have this conversation a couple years into your marriage, that whole theory about asking your partner, um, what it really boils down to is communication. And I know exactly what you're saying because that's how guys think. For me, I would tell myself no and not ask her and then be mad at her because I thought it was like something she didn't want me to do. Mm. But it was never about can I go out is, hey. Just let me know. Comic like, hey, I would like to do this. How does this impact anything that you had going on? Right. You know, I don't mind you going as well. If we can provide each other this kind of notice, these days are off limits or these things are off limits or, hey. Here's our calendar. Here's what we got going on. It's the, and I think guys do this a lot, spend all week trying to figure out where to tell their girl they're going or, or when to spring it on them. It's really like, yo. I really don't care. It's like, hey, I, I would like to go do this. Right. How, do you, best for you. how do you yeah. feel about her? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Because because not having that conversation and doing nothing will have all kind of resentment. So y'all both be at home. Man. But you be over there. Resenting each other. But you be over there. She be over there. And you're still not having fun. And I would caution and take this however females listening that you be very careful about asking and having conversations. If you present that power as if you're you're transferring the de- the decision authority solely to your wife about anything you can do, mm. that's going to be a very interesting life to live out. And the same mm. thing with her. That's crazy. Like Keisha doesn't come and say, "Hey, can I can I go?" It's, so-and-so's coming in town. I'm thinking, you know, we're planning to go out. I'll be back. I won't be back. That kind of thing. But it's not, and if it was But what if you like, well, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z at this point in time. Could you conversation? Yeah, yeah, reschedule it. Yeah, but if you, ne- but, but the thing about it is, if I thought that she wasn't going to be cool with it, and I just said, nah, bro, she ain't, ain't going to go for that. Now I'm mad because I think I'm missing out on something that I probably really, really don't even want to do. But I like getting out, being with my boys. But like, if we, I mean, especially at this state, eleven o'clock. Like I'm, <laughs> if, be, if I'm not out already out, there ain't nobody calling me saying, "Yo, come through." Right. So it, I mean, you gotta it, again. It's the conversation, and there's there's this misperception of power in a marriage. Like, who wears the pants? Who does this? That's a miserable life. And it's supposed to be and a it, team. And it's, and it's it's We're a unit. And it's typically all in your head, one, mm-hmm. either one or the other. So can I ask y'all a question really quick? Who comes first? Y'all or your kids? I say we do. Yeah, Keisha, kids, they got, especially now they can all, they kind of self-sustain. Early in our marriage, it was difficult for me because we had three kids under the age of four. So I I made not poor decisions, but I mean, they couldn't take care of themselves. So there were times where he was neglected. Yeah, Yeah. that's a stage. And you gotta, again, we didn't have any conversations around it. Like, hey. I'm dealing with this thing. I right. perceive you not spending time with me as the, I perceive this right. scenario as you not wanting to spend time with me. Where, where so- she's saying, I have to go do these other things. And maybe now you're being inconsiderate because you're showing me this 
this distance because you think I'm not spending time with you. And yeah. this is where my half my age plus seven comes in because <laughs> dealing with an individual that is younger, I know that I'm gonna have to deal with immaturity, mm -hmm. but I believe this is what I believe. My belief is that dealing with immaturity will be a lot easier to deal with rather than dealing with coming in a relationship with two kids and having to say, hey, even though this is the beginning of our relationship, we already got to not prioritize each other. Like we don't even get a chance to prioritize each other like we would get in a, in, a, in a normal relationship. You can't turn it off. And that's and it goes back to the order of things like you said, and I mentioned it as well. You, this is your life. Mm -hmm. Like Aaron is your life. Mm -hmm. Did we say the name before? Yeah, you can oh, say that. Yeah, like your daughter is your life. That that doesn't that that's not a switch to flip. Right. So again, that whole order of things, whether you believe it or not, whether you follow it or not, it, it kind of makes for a potentially makes for a less stressful life because you have, have the foundation. Keish coming in with the kid, like I said, only made only work because we had some kind of foundation before mm -hmm. and I felt the way about her before. I couldn't see at that stage me giving up my life or altering my life for somebody that I didn't already have a foundation with. Mm. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't envy mm. your position or people like it, at a later stage in life where they're so set in their ways. Mm -hmm. That's not something you turn off. And just because mm -hmm. the kid is 14 now, yeah, that's just 14 years of that being your priority. Mm. And so that's, it's hard. That's difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's because again, I, I I I am a little set in my ways as far as what I will and will and won't deal with. Like it's not even a question. It's like I'm not even. I don't even care about that. You know what I mean? Like that's why games and all that stuff. And this is the reason why I say I want to really have to want that person. I want to really have to want to be with that person and want to pursue that person. I don't. I don't even want a. A faint like, oh, they're attractive. Oh, like I want to really want to be with that. Yeah, that 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 fizzles. It fizzles. It's necessary in the beginning. I I say it fizzles if the idea the ideal fizzles, right? The physical attraction is solely what stimulates you. You probably be off, better off being a hoe. <laughs> you'll you'll you'll, I'm you'll, not be, you'll, you'll be you'll be more at peace with your life right, yeah. if if you can't. If that, I'm not saying you, but for a person where that's the only thing and that's going to be the only thing. I want all of that in the beginning. All of that. From the personality, from the kid. And if, going back, the girl had the personality and she had the look. She just had a character. you know. And, and that for me is the number one thing in a woman that I need. I need character first, personality, and then looks. And personality and looks are really close to each other. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been a uh, very... Uh, spirited conversation at times, but I think it was really interesting for me. Like now having these these conversations where I'm like we're dealing with us, and not not in the sense of we're solving problems, but just like the aha moments about man, we we probably could have avoided years of awkwardness of just bad, just bad vibes mm -hmm. if we had actually just had communication. I love girls that speak their mind, like my mom. Like I love girls that are gonna, even that's, though it's, that's a, that's a different podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a different, your mama speaks her mind unapologetically, and I like <laughs> women that speak her, their mind unapologetically. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's gonna speak up. And the thing, the thing is, is like you gotta learn how to do that and not hurt each other. Let's wrap this up. Yep. We, we, I think we got through all. We had some talking points, but I think the conversation took through all of it. So, I mean, what's your, what is your takeaway at this stage of life? What, how, how do you? Was there any aha moment in this conversation? 
I think the aha moment, the conversation about um, just where, you know, distributing power in a, in a marriage and if I'm giving the responsibility for somebody else to tell me what I can and can't do, you know, just just understanding like how that works, you know, um, and, and then kind of already builds off of some of the ideas that I already had about marriage. I think that I have a, a really good perspective on marriage just because I have been around really successful marriages and I've heard their conversations and I've sat and I watched the way that they work. Um, even your marriage, I've, I've been able to be around the process of seeing people go from good to great or bad to good to great. I've seen that process. And so I'm like, okay, this is how a relationship is supposed to go. And I've been in some serious relationships where I'm like, oh, I'm going I'm to marry this person. And X, Y, and Z happened or this happened. Um, and so just understanding like, okay, when you get married, this is what happens. Like you need to speak to a person about, you know, what it is that you need to do or what you're trying to do or what you're trying to get out of it. And because they love you, they should be willing to, you know, at least talk, about talk to you about it. So that was an aha moment. Like, okay, that's cool. Uh, but definitely, uh, this is our first guest. Hopefully we'll have, um, more right. guests on as it makes sense. And maybe we'll, uh, We'll catch up on the conversation a few months down the road, even remotely. Yeah. Just to see uh how, how anything's playing out with you. Definitely want to talk about person. your yeah. Definitely want to talk about your project again when it comes out. Yeah. Mental health. Um, I know it's something that was never discussed. I think it was always just assumed. Like you're good. I mean, you have you have everything that you need, you're good. Uh-huh. Like physically, so that means you're good emotionally and all those other things. But that's that's just not true. Yeah. Um so that's a narrative I wanna I want to uh, talk to a little bit uh, later on in the future. But right now, we're going to move into our Woo-cha. Woo-cha. segment. All right, so this is a this is a segment where um, we discuss not even to discuss. It's just like a recap. It's like a vent more than anything about a moment that happened. We just didn't expect it to happen, or what was that person thinking? Um, you got one this week. Mm-mm, you got one. I, I got one, but it's yours. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I gave my son a couple weeks off, but we—I mean, he, it's just too much material. <laughs> he makes my it first so born, easy. My firstborn son. Um, Keisha tells him, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, he had floors. His his chore for the week is floors. So him, the oldest three, they rotate between. You know, uh, cleaning the floor, cleaning off the counters and putting the food away and washing the dishes. So, yeah, floor. So Keisha calls him downstairs and says, you know, you need to do the floors. And she says, specifically, move the chairs and vacuum under the table. (laughs) My beloved son moves the chairs, vacuums under the table and then goes back upstairs. Doesn't put the chairs back because that wasn't expressly identified as what what the requirement was. I mean, it was, you know, I, I deal in contracts. So you have a statement of work, right? You have a statement of objectives. You got to be very clear about what you're contractually required to do. So maybe it's not a, the jokes on me and no. life lessons on us. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, he uh, all the way pulled out. <laughs> yeah, he gets it in school. We're just working on his uh, we're just working on that common sense. And it's, mm-hmm. I know it's going to come. I'm believing in that. In the name of all this holy and Touching righteous. and agreeing, believing and that. receiving. Anything happened to you? You got a woo child? Yeah, man. On our way here, uh, before we were on a departing flight, uh, they had like a little um, kind of grocery store, corner store thing. And I, and I asked my daughter to go and see what she wanted. 
and I was going to stay with the bags, come back, tell me what you want. I'll go and pay for the stuff. And so she came back, told me what she wanted. I'll go to the uh, little store. I start getting the stuff. And she walks up to me. And I'm like, I, you have to stay with the bags. <laughs> and so I get the stuff. And then on our way, we get, then we landed. And I had to go to the bathroom. And so I said, okay, I'm going to the bathroom first because I really have to go. You got to go on the plane. I'm leaving my bags with you. Stay with the bags and I will be out in a second. And when I came out, she was in the bathroom. (laughs) Yo, I felt so bad because my voice was echoing through the airport. And it was like every bit of like, what time did we get there? We land like like 11. So there was nobody else in the airport. (laughs) So my voice was traveling, like I was yelling at her, and I just felt I was like, I'm probably going to. I'm like, I was yelling. I was like, I, I, I'm like, yo, we just went over this. Like, do you want our bags to be taken? Like, it can happen. Yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, in the first, that was when you, when she went to the store. Yeah. And you went to the store, so you didn't discuss the bathroom. Right. No. You and you didn't it. say how long. You didn't say she had to stay in the bags until you came I, out. What I did say is, if you had to really go, and it's. It's, and you want to know something? It's not what you're saying. It's something that happens in school all the time. The one guy talking about telling the kids, clean up, clean up. It's time to go. I'm like, dude, you can't tell kids, especially first graders, clean up. You got to tell. You pick, this you up, pick up you pick up the You pick up the pencils. You put the right, chairs away. Right. You pick up the. You literally. It's just that you think like at 12 years old. Nope. Don't no. It's nope. not happening. Nope, it's still nope, not nope, happening. Nope. It's going to click one day. You got any uh, closing thoughts? I don't, babe. This was a good conversation. I'd be interested to hear um, some other singles. Um, bring my girl dating. girl here. What girl? The girl the that one I'm going to okay. marry. The one that, that guy's going to bring past me. Past me. A commitment to keep this podcast going. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Nah, not if, I, not if I'm thinking practically. It's time, it's time to close in on somebody. Yeah, go to Whole Foods. I'll set all right, the last thing that we do is a tradition here as we close with a quote. So the quote of the week, the quote of this episode is, create a life that feels good on the inside, not one that just looks good on the outside. How fitting is that with all of our IG talk and mm-hmm. um, perception and perspective and all of that? So that's going to do it, fam. It's Table for Seven Podcast. Thank you for um, rocking out with us. We will be back soon. First guest uh, conversation was successful. Be on the lookout for Class Jones. What's your IG? It's Class with the Titans. K-L-A-S-S-W-I-T-H. The Titans. T-I-T-A-N-S. Yeah. Yeah, the music is actually, it doesn't suck. It's actually pretty good. Like, I, I don't promote the family. I, I'm pro tell people to get a job if they need to get a job. So, yeah. He's doing this thing. We're going to be looking out for the project. Um, what we say? Be blessed, fam. We out. <laughs> Did you just say we out after me? Oh, so, so you say, I'm sorry. See, you no, just like yeah. Keisha. He got it. Be blessed, fam. We out. And that's what I want to quality is I'm looking for in a woman. Somebody that's not going to be afraid to like, just tell me like, yo, you trash. You wildin'. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. You trash. We didn't say let's keep the conversation going. That's what it was, our closing. 